You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. In Andrew Sean Greer's novel, The Impossible Lives of Greta Wells, worlds of possibility collide. The novel begins with Greta and a small circle of friends and relatives living in New York in 1985. But Greta's stay in that year does not last long. Who would ever guess? Behind the gates, the doors, the ivy, where only a child would look. As you know, that is how magic works. It takes the least likely of us, without foreshadowing, at the hour of its own choosing. It makes a thimble rig of time. And this is exactly how, one Thursday morning, I woke up in another world. Greta finds that she is now moving from a life in 1985 to a life in 1918 to a life in 1942. In each subsequent life, the 1985 Greta must learn how to cope with a world of the past. Greer worked hard to find a means of making the time travel aspect of the book both plausible and unobtrusive. I did some reading and realized that something like the electroconvulsive therapy, it's called now, would throw the brain into a seizure and would be, surely it doesn't send you to an alternate universe, but it is radical. And and also that it's existed for over a hundred years, and so I could have it occur in every one of the worlds that she visits. And have it seem sort of sad that a woman would have to go through that, but that interesting that it would open some new door for her. To keep track of his book, Greer had to work off the printed page. I think I will post online at some point the giant corkboard I made at one point with pushpins, string, index cards, and little colored sticky notes to try to chart everything in the book. And by looking at it all in one view, to try to make sure that everything echoed properly, hopefully without the reader sensing too much effort on my part. But I moved scenes around and put things in different places. In the novel, Greta sees a photograph of herself in an alternate time period and knows that it is not actually the 1985 Greta she has seen. Greer was able to use an experience from his own life to craft a literary meditation on identity. As an identical twin, I have the experience of looking at a photograph and thinking, is it me? It is weird for me to realize, I don't know. I have no idea if that's me or not, and I don't have a memory of it. One of the questions of the book was, is there an essential self, and why can't a photograph capture that? And how do we know who we really are, and who are we? If you black out drunk and do all these crazy things and text people the next day, was it you who did it, or who is that? Greer's identical twin also helped him see alternate worlds. I do know that I have the unique experience of having someone identical to me, and we are also, our personalities are incredibly similar, who have taken slightly different life paths, although we do live right next to each other and share a backyard. It's not wildly different. But, you know, for instance, he's a parent. He has two kids, and I don't have kids. And I get to see, in a way, what my life would be like with kids. I think with kids in particular, and that's a moment Greta has. She wakes up in 1941 and finds out she's a mom. I think a lot of women wake up one day and find out they're a mom. You know, years go by. They look at their house is littered with toys and peanut butter jars, and they think, is this me? <laughs> this is I used to go out dancing, you know. Who is the person who is leading this life? And maybe they're relieved that they're not the one they were before. Andrew Sean Greer's novel, The Impossible Lives of Greta Wells, is itself an alternate world, crafting memories that readers will experience as if they were their own. With time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. 
Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.